This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my close pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. That's right. It's another Knicks episode. There's too much news going on this week. The Jets are quiet. Beat reporters for the Jets are on break. You know what makes sense? New York, talking about the New York Knicks, because there's a lot of, we got free agency coming tomorrow. We're recording Wednesday, June 29th, 7.44 p.m. <laughs> We're about 11 hours we're about under 11 hours away from free agency kicking off. So it only is right to discuss the, new, the, the news, the reports, and the actions that has been going on with the New York Knicks in the last 24 hours. But before we get into that, you know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We're also on YouTube. Nick's coming, Jets coming, ETC, period. Subscribe. No Hit that notification. Huh? No one writes <laughs> out, man. No one writes out, et cetera. That's just wild. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. You all love the Jeremy Cohen uh video that just dropped on tuesday we appreciate you're all interacting give your thoughts about dejounte murray jalen brunson who doesn't love who doesn't love jeremy Cohen, man come on man he's awesome he i mean he's the knicks he's knicks twitterverse knicks content creator capologist dude is calling shots left and right legitimately just he's calling it all because he sees the board so clear clearly but while you're also over at the YouTube page, we've got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through everything, every sport possible. If you need to put money down on the line, these guys got you covered. NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, MLB, you name it, MLS. These guys will give you their takes, tell you where to place your money. And they, they do a good job, guys. Like They do a good job. You want to listen to Chip on golf. Chip's killing Dude. it with golf. Killing right. golf and Greg's killing on the daily baseball, but it's not hard when you're batting the Yankees and the Mets. Well, wait, wait, the wait, Mets these days, wait, but. wait, wait until the NFL season where it's John. John's really going to shine. John's going to shine. John's going to shine during NFL season. Not saying he's not shining right now, but John's. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. I am ready for football, man. But we're, we're still. Before we can get into football, dude, it's it's free agency eve. We, don't, we have no idea what's even happening with our basketball team, man. I'm, n- nothing matters right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not done with this me. roll call yet. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing. Come on, man. The last thing. Before we get into the whole conversation of, of free agency. I'm anxious. Please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Now, John, how are you doing, man? You're anxious, as you were saying. Yeah, like You're you don't analyze this. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. Yeah, man, because every, when when you're least expecting it, NBA news is coming down. We already have, quote unquote, Thursday being free agency. That's really the tampering period. So now we're now there's trades before the tampering period. We have free agency <laughs> signings before the tampering period in terms Bro. of the Knicks. We'll get into it. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm. I mean, we just had the Murray trade happen. The Knicks are making trades for nobody, which is impossible in the NBA. Something has to literally come back. So we know that trade's not done. There's just so many moving parts. Starting at midnight tonight, I'm going to be refreshing Twitter every three seconds. So it's a nice time, man. It's it's a nice time where the hopium is through the roof. Usually, I feel like... Jon Snow from Game of Thrones these days, <laughs> like just like holding up a sword for everybody coming at me and, and coming at the Knicks for just being in every single situation they made, they did bad. It could it could be the same situation for every team, but if the Knicks are involved, it's absolutely horrible. So I'm ready to talk this out, man. I'm I'm ready for the I'm ready to see what the Knicks actually do. I'm ready to see what. 
other teams do around the NBA, like we, even the Clippers. Like I want to get your take on the Clippers. A lot, oh, of, a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy things happening, man. So, how are you doing, bro? Uh, how are you feeling so far about this Knicks overall, man? How are you feeling about the NBA free agency? Are you anxious? Are you chilling? What, what's your What's your mood right now? I sent you the Arthur Fist gift when I saw the Dejounte <laughs> Murray trade go down because I was like, just the details of the trade itself. I was like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? The Atlanta Hawks. They're not even like we have beef with the Atlanta Hawks from the from two years ago with the playoffs, right? And it's still carrying over. The theatrics with Trey Young and all that stuff. To see that they added another guard to give to allow Trey to be utilized off ball so he doesn't have to do everything. Just hurts, man. And just to see the package that that they did, you know the Knicks could have beaten that. You you know the Knicks could have beaten that with the we have the second most amount of draft picks in the NBA. Leading is the, is OKC Thunder, and then is the New York Knicks. And just to see that trade go down, I'm like, yo, we better get Jalen Brunson. After all of this reporting, there there can't be any way this dude's staying in Dallas. Like there, ha- it has to be guaranteed. But I also need to know who else is coming through because at this point they open up so much cash space. It can't just be Brunson, right? It can't just be Brunson that's just coming down the pipeline. So let's get into this, man. Let's just knock it off with Nick stuff before we get into the DeJounte Murray trade. We could save that for last. But you want to talk about tampering period. There's no tamping. I feel like every single year, like Woj and Shams just can't wait to tweet out news before like the monitorium. Like it just keeps getting like they're like, whoa, 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 midnight. That's way too late. Let's push it to 6 p.m. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's start rolling out trades just a few hours before things really happen. Now let's do it a full day before. Now we're doing two days before the, the freaking trade deadline. It's getting crazy out here in the NBA world, man. They're in the they're in the first report, first reporter wins business. Remember we had that law case, uh, that common law case. Uh, you oh know, yeah, that, that really famous one where it's all about first to report, and it's just that's what the whole game is. That's why it was so funny watching how. Draft day went when, you know, Shams was like, Shams had, <laughs> you know, the everyone, everyone had everyone going to the different team because no one worked out the three team trade, which wasn't actually a three team trade. It was three different transactions for the mm-hmm. Knicks, which is interesting because now we have a couple of player exceptions that we have to probably renounce. I mean, so many things are happening in the salary cap world when it comes to the Knicks and Dude, before we get into it all, I just want to get your overall take. Like, just, we're gonna we're gonna break it down one by one, and then get into the what you know what the future looks like for us, you know, short term and long term. But like right now, as we're sitting, again Wednesday night, the only thing that ha- the latest thing that happened, we did the Ner- you know the Detroit trade for Nerlens Burks in two seconds, one which is a top and six mil and six million dollars and six million. But who cares? That's literally out of Dolan's pocket. That that's not, that's not literally not hurting any of us in any way, shape, or form. One of those second round picks was a top fifty five protected, so I think that's okay. So, and we need something back, just the way that NBA trades work. You literally need something back on the books. So we'll see how that we'll see how that officially goes in. But I just want your take. How are you feeling? Like, are you are you in? I trust this front office. I trust Leon mode. Kind of like how we feel about the Jets right now. Or are you, or are you feeling, hey man, this could be the same old Knicks in in, in the flick of a switch, and I'm 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 in, I'm in kind of anticipating it, which is, re- re- I feel like the majority right now, like that's the majority take right now. It's about to be same old Knicks, whether it's overspending, whether it's missing your trade takes, whether it's you know skipping on draft picks, you know, and trading out. We're doing same old Knicks stuff. It's gonna go horrible. We're gonna be a draft lottery team next year. Or are you in the, uh, we're in good hands right now. At least let me wait and see. Like, where, where, where's so, your pulse right now? So I'm probably in between. I'm not like Knicks are going to screw this all up, and I'm not like I trust this front office fully because let's look at let's look at this man. I would I'd say that when we watch how the Knicks are operating, they're moving in the direction they even though Leon Rose hasn't fully addressed the people like gone out and have a press with all everybody outside of MSG Network, meaning Mike Breen. 
he's kept true to his words where he's like, we want to build the future. We want to ha- keep our draft picks. We want to use our capital in the right way. We want to give these guys, these young guys, the young guys on the team, right? 25 and under playing time. And as of right now, when you're watching that, he's keeping to his word on that and he's operating by getting rid of Kemba, Burks, Noel. Okay. Now we just got to see if it's Evan Fournier that's going out next, right? All those, all those signs that he did. And he's, he's going to say, look, we're going to build this way through the youth. He's doing that. However, I'm also looking at that you're moving off of the guys that you signed last year and you just saw that it didn't work. It's fine. The guys that you did bring back, Burks, Noel, D Rose, those guys you brought back because you saw success with them and it made sense to bring them back. And I totally understand that. However, when you're starting to open up trade negotiations for, for Fournier, you have to shed draft picks to get rid of Kemba and you realize how bad the mistakes are. I'm not fully invested in on the, the front office saying, okay, you made these mistakes. You didn't truly evaluate free agency. Well, your draft evaluation when it comes to picks has been out of the park, but the free agency aspect is still yet to be something where I could say, all right, I trust these guys to land the dude that we need to push this team forward. So it's not, I don't trust the Knicks and think they're going to make a bad move, but I'm also not over the top right now. Probably when we first started recording, I started doing this podcast where I was like, yo, this is the, this is the best front office, which is still is one of the best front offices that we've had. Don't get me wrong, but it is not to the point where I was like two years ago. Like I trust these guys completely that they're going to do everything right. I'm still like, all right, they're moving slowly. I feel good, like even now, right? You know, I was pissed about moving Detroit, given Duran, and it's like you're doing all this for Detroit, right? And I'm like, yo, we just did everything for Detroit, and all we can get back is one pick, like Milwaukee's pick, which I know it won't. Like, if Giannis is healthy, it's not going to be a lottery pick. I can guarantee you that. That's top four protected. It's top four protected, but it's not going to be a lottery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, if Giannis yeah, yeah. is healthy, it's not going to be a lottery pick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But but the fact now that later on we're seeing Detroit's taking Noel and Burks, I'm like, yo, Detroit's doing us a solid. And even Ian Begley reported that Scott Perry's relationship with, with Weaver, right? Troy Weaver over in Detroit is kind of what's facilitating this thing. So I'm like, all right, yo, like I'm not, I'm like, this is this is good. Like that is good. I like it because they're one course correcting. Like I said earlier, like they're course correcting to let the young guys play, but, and, and the relationship aspect of it, but you're still, you're still like giving up assets. It's not a crazy amount of assets, but you're still giving up assets to correct the wrongs that you made last season, just a year ago. That's, that, that's what it is. So like it's only a year ago. If it was like two, three years ago, I'm like, I get it, but it's a year ago. Like legitimately, we're talking about one year. So yeah. that's where I'm kind of like in between. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely trust them in the draft process itself. I think in the signing market, we there's zero reason to trust this front office. As you alluded to, last year was an absolute disaster. And not just by the metrics of how they played on the court and their standings, but also by just by their moves. Like we literally gave away Kemba, Burks, and Noel for free. And the next step is what are we going to do with Fournier and gauging, engaging in trade talks around Randall to see what his value is. Literally every single signing we made last year, right? And then if D Rose was hypothetically not on the books right now, everything would look a lot cleaner for the Knicks, right? So I, I, I would, I agree. And then I guess where the, you know, where the needle would kind of falter on would go on the trades. I really like the Knicks trades so far. Uh, especially this year, because it takes a lot to course correct. I know this is not like, okay, great, you're giving them props for them fixing their mistakes. Yeah, because what did we lose in the process? We gained that first-round pick, and we lost second-round picks that we don't care about. Nobody cares about them, stop acting like you care about them. We gained the first-round pick, we lost seconds. That's all that's happened so far in, in these salary dumpings of these three players. So uh, it's no problem. You know what I mean? We didn't lose any assets. We didn't attach a first rounder to anything. I'm really okay with it. And yeah, and like, yeah, go ahead. Well, just, you know, just to say, like, and look, like we covered the Jets too, right? And you see how Joe Douglas is able to move six round picks. And that's kind of the same process. Like you collect the seconds to move them. So that way it's just, it's a cushion. You're adding like a little sweetener. 
to some of these deals. Like no one's moving a first to move Noel. Like I know there were reports out there, but no one's gonna no one's expecting you to get a first. And if you're getting a first, that thing is like top twenty, top twenty five protected. I'm just I'm just saying that right now. Like I'm legitimately just like no one really expected they had to move a first round pick to move Noel. And honestly, if that was the deal, I was like, then don't. <laughs> then actually don't. But moving seconds is just like what Joe Douglas does with six round picks for the Jets. It's it's just sweetener. That's all. But keep going on. I just want to add that. No, that's 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 a good point. And <clears throat> I'm wondering what the Knicks are going to actually get back from Detroit. Like maybe like a second round pick or something. I, I don't know how how you make that look, you know, <laughs> legitimate to the league. <laughs> so we'll see how we'll see how that actually plays out. So I get that. Now we're on our toes, and why you know I was say you know I was joking around making the analyze this, analyze that reference, or say oh, I'm anxious in the beginning is because now it comes down to free agency, where we just said it's been easily their worst marking, right? That's their worst class for 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 the Knicks, this front office. So the first thing they're doing is a little bit of nepotism, right? Like we have a little. <laughs> we have this. We have the CAA connection where Rick Bronson. We got, his, we got his dad here too. It's not a little, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's our GM. Our GM had Rick Brunson as his first client. He's now Jalen Brunson's dad, obviously, and our assistant coach. I mean, there's a lot of lot of connections. Jalen Brunson's agent is Leon Rose's son. A lot of stuff going on. Okay, so there's some pressure that creates pressure, man. That that doesn't make it easy go lucky for them. That makes it harder for them to produce. They better be sure about this. And I think they are. And I I believe that side note, this whole visiting the Miami Heat, taking the taking the the meeting with Dallas that Jalen Brunson's about to do, that's all a favor to the Knicks. That's all a favor to his agent. That's all a favor to his dad. So the Knicks don't get penalized for tampering. You know what I mean? We're all on the same. We're all there's nepotism. Everybody's on the same page. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. I wish there was. I wish there was more nepotism where like Rick Brunson could get paid like sixty mil, and then we we can pay Jalen Brunson like a minimum (laughs) and call a day. (laughs) Like you want to, you want to really talk about nepotism, but hey, man, do you think that? It's kind of Bronson or bust at this point. Like, okay, we're going to sign Bronson for 105 to 120 mil. Let's just say 115 mil. Let's just say whatever. Is it Bronson or bust? Like, if he if he does indeed go to Miami, where there's a heated rivalry already, no pun intended, where the last trade we had was like Pat Riley, the rivalry still. If he goes back to Dallas. Which there's obviously a, some sort of ri- mini rivalry going on with the with the you know New York West Mavericks. Do you, is it Brunson or bust right now for for the C? I mean, if you can't sign Brunson, <laughs> oh my god! If you can't sign Brunson, I mean, if you can't sign Brunson, and you were talking about with the most nepotism possible, honestly, like you, Walt Perrin can stay, <laughs> Brock Aller can stay. Everybody else has got to go. Like okay. legit. Like everybody so else has got to go. Oh yeah. Oh, one hundred percent, dude. You can't. You cannot. There's too much smoke around this, and there's too many connections where it can't be real. I could understand Brunson wanting to stay in Dallas, but they don't have the money to offer, and I don't think Jalen would necessarily give up that much less to be in a. Like everyone's like, oh, the East is better. Well, the West is about to be tough too. Like, let's not poo-poo the West. Like the West was actually kind of down this season. You didn't have a healthy Clippers. Nuggets weren't healthy. All right. Pelicans are on, are on the up. Timberwolves are on the up. Lakers are. I don't think the Lakers would miss another season uh, a bit with not being in the playoffs with LeBron James. Okay. And then you still have the Warriors. You still got. Uh, you still got everybody else in the West. It's you can still got Utah. Utah's going to be top there too. You got the Grizzlies. Like the West is still good. You know, there's just, and you still got Phoenix, depending on what happens to DeAndre Ayton, but you still got Phoenix too. But I think that the argument of like, why would Jalen want to come to like a tougher conference? That goes out the window. You could say they just made the Western Conference finals, but then I go back to saying, look how tough I just named those teams. Like they're going to be competing too. Like they're not out of that race. 
So are you going to have the same four years, five years to go do that with just Luca and Christian Wood? Like, what what team is that that's going to go topple some of these other teams? I don't see it personally. So now you get the chance to make 110, 115 million, maybe the most that he will ever, ever make in his career, right? Unless he takes it to another level. The most that he could possibly make in, in, in his career. The, he gets more if he becomes like a defensive stalwart as a point guard. Honestly, if he just starts shooting ridiculously. I feel like this is his best opportunity. He's going to take that. And I feel like it's just a walk for the Knicks at this point. Like there's just too much smoke where it can't go down. There's too many connections. But if it legitimately does not happen, this front office needs to be let go. Well, Perrin, you can stay. The, sta- the scouts, they can stay. Uh, Brock Aller, you know the cat very well. You can stay. Everybody else has got to go. Legitimately got to go. If you, if you, if you, you came in here to get stars, you can't get Jalen Brunson. If you can't get Jalen Brunson, there's no hope, my man. I don't even want to hear about Spider if you can't land Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Fair enough. And point of order Sam Rose's only clients are Jalen Brunson and Frank Nicolina. So Frank Nilakina is the other. <laughs> Frank Nilakina. Yeah, that's, those are his two clients. I, Usman Garuba hat is, is is linked to two uh, CAA agents, so I'm not sure which one. But yeah, he got Frank the Tank, and he's got Brunson. So watch out he, with Frank the Tank, because Frank the Tank Kaminsky is a different person. No, <laughs> uh, our Frank the Tank. Uh, so can we just stay on Brunson for one second before we move on? Sure. Because I mean, of, well, let me ask you: do, do you agree with what I'm saying? Like, if you can't land Brunson, is it like hell or high water with this front office? Like. Here's the thing, and I I think it bleeds into the next question, too. I I agree with you that, dude, the connections are too strong. How do you not sign him? The second part of that is not only can you not sign him or offering him like 110 million, almost 30 million a year, right? It goes up to like 27 and a half. It's going to be between like 22 and 27 million dollars a year. Okay. That is, that is the range. And so if you can't sign him for that money too, like that, that's, that's even more egregious. And so my question back to you is, okay, we signed him, but was it worth it? You know what I mean? Because now it's, 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 it's Brunson or bust. Everybody sees it. So now does the front office, you know, spend anything because it's, it's, you know, I don't want to bust. I have to, you know, keep spending. I got to call the pot. You know, I can't, I can't fold. I have to go all in. So my question to you is, is any amount worth it at this point? Whoa. I mean, we saw we saw up to 30 and a half. Like we saw that number already. And that no, is no, the no, max. No, no. Like you can't go past that. So no, no, is no, no, any no, no, number no. worth it? Where yeah, you still bottom? need you, you still need to have flexibility to go sign guys outside of Brunson for this team. If you max out Brunson, I think you're in cap hell at that point. You can't have all your money invested, or most of your money, I should say, invested in Randall and, and Brunson. So point of order also. The NBA salary cap went up for this year. We were, we've been talking about how it's going to go up in two years. It went up this year by $11 million, which I think mm-hmm. is super interesting, man. It's That's a lot. Gonna, it's crazy. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. It's a mid-level. Yeah. No, it, it went up a lot. I think people need to understand how much it went up because legitimately you're talking about mid-level. So that's enough room to like sign Brunson, have more to sign uh, Mitch, but... The report, it's still, the report for Mitch, I don't want to go into too much of a tangent. It's 60 mil instead of 56, instead of the 40s now. I thought we were about to get a discount. Now, we'll get into the next segment, but I can't believe that he's going to get above the max now. That that would really bother me, actually. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> I mean, so you can't just tie up all your money in Brunson and Randall because that's still not that's still not a winning squad. Brunson is like your third guy. Randall is your two uh, right now because – RJ is still a question mark, right? RJ is still your question mark. Like, no, no, no. Like, uh, can he be like a one, two? I think RJ could be a two on a, good, a really good team. Yeah, he's most likely but, a three, though. Yeah, but or maybe. Oh, like, oh, you mean? Oh, you mean like number two best player, not not the yes. shooting guard? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Like number of player, like oh, like, okay. as of, like as of right now, like as of right now, you still have to go Randall, sure. Brunson, RJ. But can it be? RJ, Randall, and Brunson, because that's how the order probably should be. And then you still need that number one option, right? You still need that true number one option guy on this team. So 
that's what I'm saying. Like you can't lock up your money in those in just Brunson and Randall because you still need to get somebody else in here. That's all I'm saying. But still getting Brunson. Like we, dude, it is hilarious how it's gotten to this point where people were crapping all over Brunson this entire past season. Like, oh, we don't like he ate that. Like people are gonna like Brunson like when he's on this team. I I think he's people are gonna realize like how much you're gonna like a dude who's like gritty, gonna give everything that he's got on a nightly basis, can actually hit a mid. Mid-range jumper can yes, hit a three. Can get into can, can get into get get into the paint. He's in the 90th percentile around the rim when it comes to finishing. Like this is all stuff that we've been missing from a point guard. And even though he's not a speed demon, he just knows how to get to his spots and he's crafty with his footwork for a guy that's a small point guard. So I'm excited. Like I know it's not official yet until tomorrow, but I'm excited to have somebody like that on the team. You know, knock on wood because this is the Knicks. So knock on wood that it is all good because. It's like, I'll be happy for it. Even though I've been advocating for Emmanuel quickly too, I've been happy in that direction too. Like we're still getting a guy who's going to raise the floor of this team, stabilize an offense. So we don't, we don't have to watch RJ Randall or anybody else go ISO with like in the fourth quarter, like trying to figure out how to get shots. And we're going to have a guy who can come in and say, yo, yo guys, chill the hell out. I got you. Go get Randall. Go get on the block. RJ, go get to the wing. Okay. We're going to run this action right now. You're going to get your spots. You're going to get your shot off, shots off. That's how it's going to get done. That's that's what we're going to get out of this guy, and I'm excited for that. All right? And when you need to play Brunson off ball, he can do that. Yeah, and, and he's a player that is able to excel what, with the highest usage player in the NBA. He was the highest usage player in 2020-2021. Last year, he was number two only to Joel Embiid. I mean – you're that, talking about Luka Doncic, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen Brunson. Yeah, obviously he's with he's with Luka out in Dallas. He was a high usage player, and now you're saying, okay, yeah, that's probably why he's good, right? That's probably why Brunson's good because when Luka's in, everybody's double teaming, triple teaming him. It kind of exposes you a little bit, which because means you're not watching the actual games. But it's okay. I'll I'll roll with you if you want to jump to playoffs, right, where it matters most. The three games that Luca didn't play. Brunson had 24, 7, and 5, 41, 8, and 5, and then 31, 1, and 6. And was holding his own, bro. And he was like, the, the team was in the games with Utah. It, was not, it wasn't like Utah was like blowing them out of the water either. Utah had its own issues, but the fact that it's more, it's still more impressive that the Mavericks were able to beat Utah and were able to stay in games with them because Utah had more talent than Dallas. And Dallas really just relied on Jalen Brunson those three games to like be in it until Luca came back. Yeah, like it, 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 that wasn't, and that wasn't, you know, why that happened though, Alex, because that wasn't the first time during the season that Brunson had to kind of put it all on his head with no Luca and, and kind of just take over the team. He had three games off during the season. Luca did. It was, I don't think by coincidence, a double home in Phoenix and then uh, a Clippers game. He was 18, nine and nine, 18, four and 10 and 24 and eight. Pretty damn good. And then Luca, uh, Luca missed games 25 to 36 this year. He missed a solid chunk in the middle of the season with that injury. Jalen Brunson averaged mm-hmm. 19 and a half points, three and a half rebounds, seven assists, Shot 49 and a half field goal percentage and 37% from three. Dude, look, what do you want from the guy? I, the, the only, the only, I, I would say rebuttal to that is they lost a bunch of those games. Yeah. My, my you know, counter rebuttal to that is the team stinks, dude. The team is so bad. And if you're able to put up these numbers and we lose games, and so be it. If you're gonna, if you're telling me he's like, he's like Russell Westbrook, even though his field goal percentage and three point percentage tells a different story, I'll tell you the one thing that does bother me: his free throw percentage. He's gonna, he's going to kill me inside. He shoots sub seventy five. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna kill me on the free throw. I'm telling you right now. He's gonna be like, oh my god, Payne just got all this money, can't hit a free throw. I'm telling you, write up that shirt right now, draw it up, do 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 the Twitter, do the whatever, the Bleacher Report. Uh, like, you know, picture, it's going to happen. He's going to miss free throws. Him and RJ, we're going to miss free throws. Everyone's going to be pissed off. That's a, that's really the biggest thing I don't like about him. 
What I really love about him, man, and nobody even talks about, forget all those numbers, which are amazing. He's the pick and roll king. I, you mentioned that he's a mid-range mid king. I'm so glad you did that. On top of that, he's the pick and roll king. He's the number one pick and roll guy. He made Bullock one of the top 15 pick and roll guys in the league this year. Our Reggie Bullock, one year out. He made him one of the best pick and roll guys. That's why I'm excited about Bronson, man. I don't think he's a superstar. And then when you – the last note on, on the money is he's going to be paid between the 12th and 17th most. Right? If you want to depend on the, the overall contract or the year by year, it's about 12 to the 17 mark. And that's right now. I made this point before. But the salary cap already is going up. And then we know 100% it's going to go up in 2025. Maybe it goes up again next year too. Van Fleet, which I'm going to give our boy John Macri uh, some credit here. This is the first time I've heard it. He was talking on his last uh, pod where he had his emergency pod with the Neuralist Noel trade last night. He said that the Knicks were unwilling to, do, to, to, to move these first-round picks. They're unwilling to make these deals. Van Fleet was unwilling to come here. So there's... There's there, there's a little bit of kind of straightforward thinking here, right? If Red Van Fleet did not want to come here, that's one thing. If we didn't want to offer him the max contract, that's on us because now we regret it. But if the whole thing was he didn't want to come here because we're incompetent, okay, um, I'll take Macri for his word. You know what I mean? Now we have Begley saying that uh, the, the holdup for the Spurs trade, which we'll get into later, was the Knicks didn't want to give up unprotected First round picks. Okay, no problem. Like our head is straight. You know what I mean? And so what Brunson brings to the Knicks is not only value, where I think that his point guard contract is going to be, if he's, if he's an above average point guard, then his money is right. Which is he is. Which he is. Which is exactly valuable. It's exactly top 15. Like that's it. If you're the number 15th top point guard, you're there. If you can now make your team better, just make them better. Like as a pick and roll guy, like that's a huge plus. But on top of that, if all of a sudden your contract now becomes valuable in some crazy world where, you know, it's almost like a D Rose contract right now. You know what I mean? That's what it will turn into if the cap keeps going up or a a Van Fleet contract right now. Who on earth wouldn't take that? Who on earth wouldn't take uh, FVV on the Knicks right now with this current deal? Anybody? Anybody on earth? Yeah, no, no like two you, years ago it was crazy, Alex. You looked at me and said, "This is insane. I'm not paying that for 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 Van Fleet." And at the time, you were correct. Hey, look, I'll say this about Brunson: he's going to help this team a lot. All right, he's going to help this team because he's he's not doing something. But I totally agree with what you're saying too. Like, there is with with regards to Fred Van Vliet, right? Like. Yeah, he didn't want to come here. And now it's kind of like Knicks fans should feel like the same way when it comes to Jalen Brunson. Like you how you're feeling right now, right? It's like, all right, why would I do that for Fred Van Vliet? Then you see what Fred Van Vliet does. It was like, okay, well, he got to this point. How much further can he go? Well, we don't even know how much further Jalen Brunson could go. He's 26. He's yeah. he hasn't even touched his prime yet. He's he's about to touch his prime. Yeah. So it's it's just yeah, he, he like he's about to touch his prime, and you're like why wouldn't you want to invest in somebody who's a second round pick that was just carrying a Mavericks team in the first round and was the second best player on that team? So I agree with what you're saying 100%. And the stat that you're pointing out when when uh, Luca was out, uh, Jalen Brunson averaged 20.4 points, 7.5 assists, and 3.9 rebounds in 17 games without Luca this season. Now, not all of them were wins. Yeah, he was under 500. That, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the biggest yeah. issue. But let me ask you this, man. The 25 thing is perfect. I asked you this during the day. Like, there was a rumor today, a report said they're going to sign Dame for another two years extension Hell no, for 100 this. mil. I'm not doing that. I'm not are taking you, Dame. I'm are not you taking paying Dame. Dame 50 million until 2027? Or are you paying Jalen Brunson 27 million until 2027? If, if, if it was like Dame coming to the Knicks, I'm not doing that because and and there's more to that it's not just because i it's not because i don't like the player that's damian lord let's look at this team right now let's look at that this roster it is a bunch of young players adding dame to that means absolutely nothing it means 
It'd be like putting Dame back on the team last season that we saw without CJ last season or even Nurk. Like they're not winning a lot. And that's why they shut him down. They, they're like, yo, granted he was injured the entire season, but if he was able to come back, not coming back. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm Brunson, in terms of value. You know what I mean? That, that, that's oh, well, point. in terms of value. Because you can the, get, that's the, the value. It's going to be the top point guard. It's going to be worth the, $50 million. And then if you want an average point guard, it's going to be worth 25 to 27. But the, but the nuance goes with like, what's the team construction? Like in a vacuum, yes, I would take Damian Lillard, right? In really? a vacuum. I don't know, I take- dude. I don't know. That's the whole. That's what I'm saying. In a vacuum, I don't know if I'm taking a 36-year-old Dame Lillard at 50 million and I'm trying to build a team rather than... But see, there's like, a nuance then. That's not a vacuum because if you're trying to build a team... Well, either way, I mean, if we're, if we're talking like on the bricks of a championship, I'm right. I, I get what you're saying, but you know, yeah. just I guess on this Knicks team right now. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like on this Knicks team, which is why I'm saying, like, if you look at the construction yeah. of this team, Damian Lillard doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But if you want to talk about Jalen Brunson, 26, 25, 26, fits the age of the rest of the roster. Of this How about team. two years? Two years what? Like in two years, this Knicks team, you don't really know what's happening. Would you rather have a fifty million dollar Dame Lillard on the books? Or a twenty-seven still, million dollar Brunson. Still Brunson. Yeah. Okay. How about four years from now? Because I guess that's how long the contract's going to be. Uh, no, I'm still taking Brunson. Okay. So I mean, at least at least we're on the same page with how the Knicks are moving, and that's why I think it's going to be pretty valuable, in my opinion. That this contract. I know it sounds crazy right now. You can clip this. You could old. You could you know, old takes expose me. You could you know freezing cold takes me when the time comes, but. I really think that no one's ever going to come back to this because I'm going to be right and everyone forgets. When right. <laughs> <laughs> probably. You probably will be right because, look, Brunson's just – I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, I like we, we like I said, if anyone, okay wants to know how, if anyone wants to know how we feel about Jalen Brunson, go back to all the freaking old pods that we just did this past season. And it's like – People were just clowning Brunson. We were on here like defending Brunson, like, yo, if we get Brunson, we'd be happy to have Brunson. So, like, once again, and we can move off of this. Wrote about quickly, wouldn't be upset with quickly, wouldn't be upset with Brunson. We're going with Brunson. I get it's it. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna, it's gonna, gonna be, awesome. be so good. I, it's, I, gonna be it's, it's gonna be it's gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting watching Brunson coordinate with these young kids to go athletic. Cause I think, in my opinion, He'll have a more, a slightly more complete team than what he had in Dallas. Slightly more. I th- it's debatable. You could debate back and forth because Luka puts you over the edge. But if you're, if you, like, this trade just sucks so much. I, I know. So what's, what's next, man? What's next? Mitchell Robinson, the contract. <laughs> Dude, th- this is, this is, why, this is why like the Knicks in free agency are, they, they have me on the edge of my seat, dude. It went from, we refuse to take Mitch for his max extension, which ended up being like up to 57 mil. Then the reports were, we're going to get him for about 45 mil, which is a nice discount. Now it's, we're going to sign him for more than the extension at 60. Like, where are we? Where are you happy with Mitch? Are we taking Mitch at all costs? Do you think that there's any way we're going to flip Mitch in this, in this crazy world within the next 24, 48 hours? If we take Mitch for 60, I'm going to be questioning for flipping Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to be questioning. If we take him for less, because I think if we take him for less, it'll be a little bit more difficult to flip just for matching salary purposes. But look, if the cap's also going up, as you pointed out, like I'm not totally upset with him making more yeah. money. I think, I think everyone's just kind of giving like a ballpark range because no one, no reporter really has a true number that is going to happen that they're going to get. So I'm expecting 50 some odd million for Mitch. I think they probably see that the cap's going up and they got where they're like, Oh, we could do more now. And it's not, I don't think it'd be necessarily an issue, especially if Brunson stays the same with the cap going up. I don't see it being a total, total issue. And look, you also got to invest in the guys that you draft. I think at, at some point you have to reinvest in the guys that you draft and show as a team, we believe in you. And Look, I trust this. I trust this developmental staff more than any other developmental staff that we've had. So, if Mitch is going to be that dude, Mitch is going to be that dude. I, I, I thought Mitch was going to be gone, honestly. But For a while that was the case. But now yeah. that Nerlens is actually gone, and we're about to get rid of Taj and maybe bring him back on a minimum, which is going to, you know, kind of put him in his place when it comes to minutes. 
It's really Mitch or Bust here. Right? <laughs> you, you you think so, huh? Tom Thibodeau's like I do because I I also believe the rumor now just that we're talking about centers. I believe that they're going to change out Sims from a two way to an official New York Nick. Yeah, that was reported by Ian Begley too, and that makes sense. Look, I I I was under the feeling that they were going to do that too. I did. It didn't make sense to keep him on a two way just because you want the capability to have him play the entire season, even though the rules for uh, two way has to change. That's my free safety. <laughs> when he runs the half court the double team that brings makes it back to the block made every single player on the Knicks look like a absolute fat slob. Honestly, he really did. Like he was just like, dude, I will run. He looks I'm more gonna... jacked. Have you been seeing his work? He looks more jacked, which is He's insane. Not lose his speed. You better not lose his speed, man. But Sims as a backup center, that's fun. <laughs> Him and Mitch, that's fun, man. I mean, they both have their flaws, but they kind of make up for each other's flaws because <laughs> they both can't do what the other one does, really. So it's cool. Uh, Sims being on a two-way is going to be nice. The roster is just, I'm just at this point intrigued what the Knicks are going to do. Because if you look at this roster with everyone that's gone, we got, as of right now, we have Evan Fournier, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle. We're not sure about Mitch yet, but we also have Derek Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, Quentin Grimes, uh, Obi Toppin, Jericho Sims, Miles McBride, uh, who else? Derek Rose. You got Taj Gibson. Yep. Yep. So Cam Reddish. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like we have like 12, 13 guys. But like, it feels honestly. like we have nobody. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like Ryan is not coming back. Like, let's just we can throw that out the window. Uh Archie Diacono. Archie oh, Diacono. And, and Diacono, yeah. And, and Rokas. Rokas is not coming back. Well, Rokas is still over in Spain. He's not coming over yet. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have to renounce. Um after this season if we if he doesn't uh if he doesn't come yet. Um, but look, I am curious how the rest of this roster is going to fill out. We need, uh, we need a lot, dude, but Jay, just with the projected lineup with Brunson, grind. Oh, I guess Fournier, right. It would be at this moment. It's, it's Brunson. Please Fournier. not. You can't have Brunson and Fournier out there. That's so tough. So, bro. so one of the rumors, one of the possibilities is that we, do a sign and trade for Fournier for Brunson. Yeah. Giving him more, uh, I guess, more, uh, more spark, more push to the New York West Mavericks. <laughs> do you think that that, do you think that that would work out for Dallas? Trade it, getting Evan Fournier. Yeah, I think so. He's a playmaker. I think like, look, Fournier throughout most of his career has been, a two, three option on it on the on the magic. I think he'd work well with the Mavs. Luca still needs three be, point hitters. That's what he needs. He does, and they like to play with like a lot of wings. They got Christian Wood, so Christian Wood, Luka Doncic, you know, Evan Bullock. Fournier, Bullock, Finney Smith, Max Kleber. They got Maxi Kleber. Uh, you still got Spencer Dinwiddie on that team. So you got something. You got something there. It's not like they got. They're completely out. It's just not, I don't really like the construction of that team, but I think for them getting someone like Fournier, who's a, a high volume, even though he's very inconsistent shooting, like his numbers look good, but he's still inconsistent. I think he'd work out on that team. You need guys who can knock down their shots because that's what they needed when they played the Warriors in the, the, uh, the Western Conference finals. They just needed shooters. Bullock, you, Bullock wins zero. You have a donut. <laughs> you can't have that. You cannot yeah. have that. Yeah. And and Fournier, when he gets hot, he's scorching hot. So I think that would be interesting if they do a sign and trade because at this point, the Mavericks, they don't have the money to match with what the Knicks can offer. They don't and, have the money to do anything. They're yeah, and so, like, and so the Knicks can actually stranglehold them into doing like a sign and trade and getting off of Fournier if they really wanted to. In my opinion, like I feel like they can't. We just better not attach anything. No, I don't think we'd have to attach a damn thing. I think anything... If we want to do like if we want to do this favor, they got, they can even we can even force them to sweeten it for us. <laughs> well, they can't add anybody. I, they could add a pick to. to that's a what I'm saying, like a pick. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. Like I doubt pick, it. Like, I, I mean, honestly, if they if they really want to do us a favor, they unlock that 2023 protection. That would be sick for us. That'd be that'd be nice. Uh, and who knows? They might they might need to. 
Well, I don't think it's going to actually vest. Uh, they're not going to be a, a lottery pick. Or was I think? It, no. What is it? Is it a top ten? Yes, it is a top ten. So I mean, it's not going to it's not it's not going to vest anyway. The Dallas twenty twenty three pick, but it'll be nice for when we trade. And that's a nice segue into this Murray trade, man. This Murray trade that kind of blew up everything. I was one of the people that was all over Murray. The more I thought about it, the more I thought it wouldn't make sense for the Knicks because we would theoretically give up a bunch of assets and still have a huge gap in our team. Like we have Brunson and Murray. That sounds good next to RJ. Honestly, that's fantastic. But then mm-hmm. there's a re- <laughs> you know, it falls off really hard after that, man, like a huge cliff and with really nowhere to go if we don't have draft picks, if our cap is full. Right, that we have D Rose and quickly still. It just kind of gets it really gets uh crowded. Let me ask you this though, man. Are you more disappointed that Murray is not on the Knicks, or are you more disappointed that Murray's on the Hawks? More disappointed that he's on the Hawks. Honestly. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I, I'm not- I think our anger is more like just to get to the bottom of it before we talk about it. I feel like our anger is really more towards the fact that he's now with Trey Young and we're going to have to see them. And we hate Atlanta. And now it's a guy that we were tied to, Trey Young versus Murray. Now it's Trey Young and Murray. And I wonder if that is really where our collective Knicks hatred is. 100%. 100%. Because look, if we didn't, if DeJounte Murray went to another team that was not the Hawks or somewhere, like just in the West, just chill in the West. Yeah, or if you just back in the West, like you're not upset. I, I also think there's a to be upset that when you look at the actual trade details, where it's Gallo and you see two unprotected first round picks, then uh, a swap, then, uh, the swap. Yeah. So I, I I I agree. At first, it looks like, dude, how can they trade for Gallo and a couple picks? But it's a lot, dude. It's a 2025 unprotected first, the 2027 unprotected first, both from Atlanta. They got that 2026 unprotected swap, which is fun, but whatever. And then they also got that unheralded pick from Charlotte. It's a, it's never going to vest, bro. You're talking about protected picks that are never going to vest. This pick is never going to vest. No, it, they got it will, that. The pick will, that we got, the Charlotte pick that we got from Cam Reddish, which is a top 18, prote- six, 16? It's top 18, then 16, then 14. Dude, it's never. Even if it does vest, it's not going to be a lottery pick. And this is what everyone's freaking out about. It. it I mean, I, I. I think it's a lot for the for the two first round picks, and everything else is kind of just like wishy washy. But it gives me a little bit yeah. of uh, excitement about our protected picks, and they looks like they can be traded. Yeah, I'm not saying that they can't be traded, but like, let's also make sure that we understand the weight of unprotected picks. Um, sure. That sure you could say, well, the Hawks should be getting better. They're gonna be in the playoffs, especially with Murray and Trey Young. But we saw this past season, we saw the season before. They're a shaky team. You never know where they can go. Anything can happen during a season. That's why you want to add protection. But to give up picks that are unprotected, there's a lot of confidence thinking that you're gonna be a good team. Not like, only that, actually, a lot of confidence yeah. that you think you're gonna re-sign Murray. He's only a two-year contract. Yeah, and so that that's that's where it's like they give up a lot. And for that, when it comes down to, you know, where the Knicks have, as you pointed out earlier, Knicks have like been re- hesitant in the Detroit trade, right? To give up unprotected first round picks. I don't want the Knicks to give up unprotected first round picks because we haven't seen the Knicks have consistent success to say, sure, take an unprotected first round pick, right? Cause we're that close to being a championship team and. Mm-hmm. More likely than not, we will not spiral down that to where we're going to be back in the lottery. We're going to be in the lottery even after what happens this offseason. Like, I could, it's just clear as day. You want to make the playoffs? I think we'll be a playing team that misses the playoffs. Oh, right now, I, right now I'm with you. However, in, in about one and a half weeks, I better not feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I, it better change. We better do something. Right now, I under, I'm with you because I'm staring at a roster, and you know, in the beginning Dude. of the second quarter, this team, the lineup is going to be IQ, uh, 
don't know if, if Fournier is gone and Grimes is a starter. Who's even our uh, Who's even our backup shooting guard? Who's going to be like IQ McBride, Cam Reddish, uh, Ob, Dude. and and Sims? Like we're going to win eleven games. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm with you at the moment. Dude, but once again, going to change. Once again, I'll go through the same roster again. Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, Derek Rose, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, Obi Toppin, Taj Gibson, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride, Jericho Sims, and let's say Trevor Keels, right? Because we just drafted Trevor Keels. Shout out to Trevor Keels. Yeah. Uh, like, that's a team that you think is going to be making the playoffs? Like, that's what I'm I would, saying. Right now, no way. But it better yeah. change in a one. And then you add Jalen Brunson. This team is going and, into the. This and then the you add Jalen Brunson. And then you add Jalen Brunson. It raises the floor. Bare minimum, bare minimum play-in team. To me, like that's that's how it looks like to me. So unless Leon Rose has something else up his sleeve, I, I don't see it. And let me ask you this question: Do you think Leon Rose has something else up his sleeve? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you think? He, so it's, it can't just be Jalen Brunson, right? For the, okay. For when you're talking about just this off season, it can. Let's talk about what it could be. Okay, so for the let's let's make that two part for this season. <laughs> John got shocked and his mic dropped. He was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" You want to ask me about future? I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> but excited. you can't do that. Got excited, but you can't do that. You do futures all the time when it comes to the NBA embedding. So <laughs> this season, do you think it's just going to be Brunson and Mitch, and that's it? You don't think anyone else is coming? It can be that way, but I don't believe it will. I do think we will make some more moves because this it doesn't really make sense to bury D Rose. It doesn't really, you know, behind Brunson and quickly, he's going to be buried back there, especially if it's Fournier and Grimes at shooting guard. Like, where where is he going to see minutes? He's not even going to get those twenty minutes that he really wants. You know what I mean? He's going to get like eleven. And is he really okay with that to stay in New York for that? I don't know. And is Tibbs going to be able to keep him on the bench? You know, look him in the eyes and not put him in. No, 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 no. It's not Tibbs looking at Derrick Rose in the eyes saying, keep it. It's hard for me to keep you on the bench. It's, it's the fact that Tom Thibodeau wants to play him. I know I'm coaching amateur uh, basketball, college age basketball kids, but when you look at the bench and you know that you haven't played some kid and he looks at you right in the eyes, man, you're like, damn, like I got I to get you in. Like when it's D Rose and Tibbs, you know that's elevated to a whole new level. So I just don't know that he'd bury him. I, I really think that there is some smoke to him going back to Milwaukee. He'd be a really nice fit for the Bucs. I mean, that's a, that's at least a move, right? I don't know if he'd get anything back. You want me to tell you my dream move? It's not going to happen. It's, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. But I'll tell you my dream move right now for the New York Knicks. All right. To somehow, some way be able to steal Dort as he's a, restri- a restricted free agent from OKC. Interesting. That to me would be perfect because then we can get rid of Randall. We can keep Obi and Dort and we can kind of have. That's the biggest thing. I mean, sheesh. I mean, it'll give, it'll give us a backup, right? We could, we could potentially sign him for half the price that Randall's worth and then be able to, you know, theoretically get rid of Randall now with no problem. Because if you were to get rid of Randall and not replace him, that's bleak. It's a bleak power forward position, dude. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, just get rid of Randall. Get rid of – I don't know what this team would look like with just Obi as a power forward, man. It would be oh, you, really need a, you, need a, you need a backup. It would be really like, tough. I don't think we look, we're, we're really thinking ahead. Um, I mean, I, I think Randall's going to be here as much as I would like him He's off this team. He's going to do great. He's going to do amazing. Oh, you're back Bronson. around. Or you're, you're back on you're back on the Randall train. He what what have I been saying from day one, Alex? He needs a point guard. <laughs> that, that's literally what I've been I've been literally saying those exact. I'm so glad you said it <laughs> without even hesitating. He needs a point guard. He got one, bro. We've been doing this podcast for close to damn near three years. I know. I, I we we. we, we <laughs> and I've been saying the same thing. I mean, Brunson it might be the best point guard we've had since Stefan Marbury. Two years, oh. sorry, about about damn near two years. We've been doing this podcast. He's been the best point guard since Stefan Marbury. Don't tell me Felton. Two weeks of Lynn. Like, what are we? What are we even discussing? Yeah, probably probably Marbury. Although so he's I have like, a point guard, and yeah. Marbury doesn't pass. Like this is this is a real. That, well, that's why that's why I was kind of hesitant. Like yeah, Marbury didn't really pass like that. <laughs> this is a real 
pass-first point guard who loves the pick and roll. Can you imagine? Can can but the question is, can Randall actually go back to the pick and roll? Can he please? Has he ever had a guard who tried it? <laughs> Even once. I mean, I, I, maybe it's a chicken and the egg situation here, but I really believe it comes, you know, does Randall just not do the pick and roll or does there's no guard to actually do it for him? I really believe that it's no guard to do it for him. And if you don't think for one damn second that Tibbs is going to run 97 pick and rolls every single game with Jalen Brunson, then you just have not been paying attention to this league, dude. There's going to be every single place. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Like, Here's the thing, dude. Can Mitch Robinson set a screen? Well, why did so? Let me ask you this: because we had Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker could run a de- a good solid pick and roll. We didn't see a lot of even Kemba Walker pick and rolls with Julius Randle. Dude, Kemba Walker can't drive in. Man, I, I'm a disagree. I'm a disagree with you on he that. He can't one. drive Kemba, in. I mean, Kemba watched a lot of basketball this year, he bro. Can't drive when in. Kemba when Kemba was Jaylen on Brunson fire, can drive in, bro, for sure. But when Kemba was on fire, he was driving to the rack. I'm gonna have to push back on that one. He was pushing. It was. He was driving to the rack. I didn't see a guy who was willing to do pick and roll with Kemba Walker. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fine. So then we need. Some, we, then we need a. Then we need another power forward. We need. We need a pick and roll guy. Obi Toppin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, I, 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 I would. I would do anything for for Dor. I know it's impossible because OKC has one million draft picks and ten. What is it like fifty million dollars in cap space? They are amazing. <laughs> I love OKC so much. I'm sorry to say, dude, they are just amazing from the top to bottom. I love their starting five. I love their salary cap. I love their draft assets. It's, they're amazing. They're an amazing franchise. I wish we could be like OKC, but anyway, that, that, I don't know. I want to see some actual competitive basketball. If if we don't have that, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking for that. I, like, OKC has been rebuilding for a minute, my man. Do you think? Do you think there's any chance we could steal Dort, or I'm just living fancy life? I don't know if you really want Dort, especially with Trevor Keels, who you know he's gotten some comps to Lou Dort, but isn't really Lou Dort, which was it's comical of itself. But I think Trevor Keels is an interesting guy to keep an eye on because he's supposed to be that gadget gadgetry type player. He's known for using his strength, high IQ basketball player, solid defender. Kind of a unknown position. He's a six four guard coming out of Duke, but I've been saying this for a minute. He's giving me PJ Tucker type of vibes where you can kind of use him in any position because I think his strength is gonna really That's what give Dort him that type me. of so I like that comparison. So like yeah, but Dort's like the transverse property. Like I like I, I like I think tra- like Dort and, and, and Tucker remind me of each other. So if you're saying that Keels reminds you of Dort because he reminds you of Tucker, I kind of feel that. Yeah, that's that's just kind of how I feel about Trevor Keels. I mean, people don't even know what position he's going to play in the NBA, which honestly, <laughs> that gives me – I mean, he's only an inch shorter than P.J. Tucker. I'm not asking for Ludor to be your center now like P.J. Tucker's been, but if he can play some power forward standing at 6'4", that'd be impressive. And not shocking because he's got the strength. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But let's, let's wrap with this man and, and end this pod. Because we love the general NBA. John Wall to the LA Clippers. I love it too. I, love it. I mean, I, 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 I don't want to say I broke news, but I called that John Wall is going to get bought out this year. And I, I, the reason I brought it up because I brought up the Knicks. So I'm not really Nostradamus here. <laughs> I asked you if that would be a possible signing for the Knicks. But you guys quickly told me that he's a clutch client and there's no way. So, you know, that was fair. But hey, man, clutch client going back to the Clippers to roll with a healthy Kawhi by all accounts right now, Paul George. They just re-signed Zubak. Who they needed a point. You want to talk about a team that needed a point guard? Talk about a team that needed a point guard. But every team knows it. They, everyone knows the deal but us. <laughs> and then once we finally decide to get one, everyone's crying about it. Because <laughs> everyone wants the perfect point guard. There is okay. no perfect point guard. John Stockton is a perfect point guard. We don't, he doesn't exist. Here's my thing. I, I, like, I like the ball. I like the I like the wall to the Clippers. I think that's going to be good for them. I think Wall he's had time to rest, man. He should be healthy and ready to go. He should have like that. He should be fast, John Wall, bro. He should he should he should have like the Al Horford type treatment where we were watching Al Horford turn back the clocks uh, in the playoffs. That's how John Wall should be playing this season. But that's going to be dynamic, man. That's that's honestly what they need. They needed a guy who was aggressive on offense, and they didn't really have that with Pat Bev. Eric Bledsoe's not that either because he's so inconsistent. But John Wall, 
You know, John Wall with inside the arc is pretty solid. He's not a deadly three point shooter, but with Paul George, yeah, he's going to get out in open court. I don't know what his speed's like, but if he can just have like a little bit of that speed and that quick and his ability just to read and just quick passes, it's going to be nice out there for, for him. You got Zubach doing pick and rolls with him. You got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard running the open court with you. That's nice. And he doesn't even need to be a lethal three point shooter. They have enough of that on that team. They have enough. So he adds a dimension that that team needed an aggressive guard who can get downhill and can push and transition. What's better than that for the Clippers? So I'm excited to watch that team play, but to, but to, to, to go back to what was it? The, uh, what were you saying with like, why? Oh, perfect point guard. That's what it was. We need to stop with looking for the perfect point guard. <laughs> we did, Bro, we need to stop that this. guy, dude. That's what's crazy. We just need to stop with this. He's got to be like six five, six six, do everything, and, and defend at an elite level. It doesn't. And look, there's no such thing as a perfect player. Each player has their own flaw, and they you just got to figure out how to make it work. It's just Great. like life, man. It's just like life. It literally is like life. Not everyone does the same thing. Life everyone advice. has their come, life come advice. Through. There you go. Not everyone can do, does the same thing. Everyone has different strengths and figure out how you fit into this world. And for the Knicks, it's figuring out how to use a point guard or any other team, how to use that point guard and make them fit to that roster. It's that simple, my man. It's that simple. Facts. It's facts. So, Let's end on that note, man. Life advice from Alex. There you go. There's no That's perfect free. player except for Jalen Brunson might be a perfect point guard. <laughs> since, uh, since who? Since what point guard? I know you're saying, saying, I know you say Marbury, but it's just like it's just. No, I'm saying for the Knicks, man, for this Knicks team, he's gonna run a pick and roll. He's gonna do transition. He's gonna be efficient from the field. He could hit. He's gonna be nice. People gonna like Jalen Brunson. He can get boards. He gets. He gets upper assists like seven and up. What's the problem? Here's the thing. Actual problem. Why is anyone upset? Tell like I don't get it. Here's the thing. People just gotta have the right expectation with Brunson, though. He's not going to be a saver, savior. He's a floor raiser. And, like, he's here to steady the ship. Listen, man, don't forget how good we were after the All-Star break. I know the numbers, uh, you know, when you look at the win-loss record, doesn't show it. But we watch every game. If you're listening up until this point in the pod, <laughs> you've been listening to us probably this whole time. We've been going on and on about how well the Knicks played since the All-Star break. If they our floor out, was raised, we could have won a bunch of more of those games. We could have been right in, the, in that playoff hunt, man. Yeah. February would have been different. February would have been different. We wouldn't have won, won one guard, game. Life would have been different. And IQ, guys, remember, IQ's still there. Imagine IQ gets better like everyone says he's going to get better. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hold on. Here's this. And everyone thinking like Jalen Brunson could be, is only the end-all, be-all. If this team gets better, you actually have an – and Brunson's still a good player on this team and he's performing at his contract value. That's an asset that you can package in a deal and people would that, – that fills up even more salary than you need to dump off. And everyone – as we talk about, we need point guards, right? Point guards in this league, you still need a point guard. It's just – it's changed. Like no one's running the traditional point guard like Stockton anymore, but you still need a point guard. So if he's valuable, he's playing well, contract level, and you still want a man quicker to be a starting point guard, he could be that, just that. He could be just that, but it just takes time. You need we need we need some stability on this team first to actually help these guys develop. And if Brunson's going to do that for RJ, uh, Randall, quickly, Toppin, everybody else, Mitch, if he's back, then so be it, man. Hell yeah, and so be it. But on that note, and I don't think Mobamba's coming back. That's that, that's my last note. Okay, stop with them. All right, now now you now you just killed me. I don't need to hear Mobamba talk. <laughs> I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a Brooklyn net. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Last thing. Last thing. Last a Brooklyn thing. Net. Name I haven't brought up. <laughs> a Brooklyn what Net. He said no problem. Well, a Brooklyn Net. That team will be too comical. That team will I be really too comical. Let me ask you this, though, because I, you brought up the Nets, and this guy's been on my mind. You brought up the Nets. <laughs> yeah, I brought up the Nets. I brought up the Nets. Two guys, actually. One, he's old. I don't know why he would come to the Knicks. Patty Mills, but that would be really fun. He he's just a nice shooter, ball yeah. handler. We don't need him, but he's fun. He, maybe we could teach IQ how to be better. On the second hand, someone that could really affect our team right now. What about Bruce Brown, bro? Bruce Brown would be really nice on this Knicks team. 
especially if we have some more money with the salary cap going up. I wonder if, you know, he can keep his apartment, <laughs> you know, wherever it is. Doesn't have to move his family or whatever he's got going on. You know, a little Bruce Brown action on the Knicks, dude. How, if how you're telling about that? Talk about a 6'4 guard that plays uh, power forward. Trevor Keels, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Trevor Keels, we don't know what this man's going to do. We have Keels, but we have also, I'm just saying, an actual player who we know can do. No, no, no. I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying, just like height wise, like it's just, it's just like all over the place. Um, I think, you know, Bruce Brown would be a solid player, like to pick up. I, I, at that point, if we're picking up Bruce Brown, I'd really hope that Randall's on this team to have like a solid backup role behind Obi. Like that's the only way I would look at that. Um, okay. because if we're adding any, if we're adding any more power forwards, nah, man, that's just too much. It's fair. I like it. All right. Like it. All right, guys. And on that note, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, et cetera podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe and follow and subscribe and follow us on all. Well, you don't have to follow us on all, uh, audio platforms, but make sure to subscribe <laughs> on any audio platform that you use. All right. Whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We're also on YouTube. Nick's Jets, etc. Subscribe. Find the page. Subscribe again. Hit the notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, hit the like button. Hit the notification bell. Wow, I'm just going all off and all wrong places at this point. I am so, like, it's so it's so bad right now. So bad. It's I'm okay, going to stop. Dude. Free agency, baby. Crazy. I'm just like I'm watching like I'm watching Twitter as it all goes down and it's just like what's happening? What's happening? Tonight's gonna get reckless. I can't Tonight's I can't. gonna be reckless. Honestly, it's one so of you know what? Here's the to here's wake the up and check my phone. I don't like here's... to wake up and check my phone usually, but on free agency day, I I look forward to waking up and checking my phone to see what craziness happened between like three and seven AM. So you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. Everyone, you know what to do. I you know what to subscribe, follow us and do all that stuff. Please make sure to do so. That's it. Everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, etc. podcast. We out. <laughs> <laughs> let's go Knicks. Let's go Knicks from the office, bro. Please.